Welcome to the Sharon McLaughlin Show, where confidence is contagious. We will speak about emotional well-being, and we'll also hear stories from women who have pushed through self-doubt and are now changing the world. Each episode will provide you with actionable steps that you can implement today. So come join us, build confidence, and be inspired. I wanted to talk about self-compassion. When it comes to confidence, we need to love ourselves, self-love. And part of that is self-compassion. There's three different components described by Kristen Neff. What makes up self-compassion? Number one, kindness for ourselves, loving ourselves, having grace with ourselves, and empathy. Number two, mindfulness. Being aware that it's even happening, that we have these thoughts that may be negative. Putting a name on it and saying no more. I understand I have these feelings. It's okay. I love myself and I'm gonna move on. And then number three, common humanity, which means that we all make mistakes, but some of us make mistakes and we ruminate and it causes suffering. Know that other people are out there too making mistakes. You're human, there's no need to isolate. In her latest book, Dr. Neff talks about the difference between self-compassion and self-esteem. Self-esteem, as she describes it, has to do with external factors. Do people like me? How do they feel about me? Where self-compassion is internal, how we feel about ourselves, embracing our self-worth, embracing our imperfections, and loving ourselves no matter what. She also believes that this is more important to have self-compassion. It makes us more resilient to external factors. Remember, we can't control what other people say, what other people do but we can control how we feel. For people who are able to develop self-compassion, there's less anxiety, there's less fear of failure, and there's greater resilience. And who doesn't want those three things? She talks about a study that was done in soldiers. Now we know that soldiers have a higher rate of suicidal thoughts. If they were able to develop self-compassion, there were less suicidal thoughts, less substance abuse, less rates of PTSD which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. Now, what about in an organizational type of setting? Some people feel that if you're too easy on yourself, that that doesn't help. But actually the studies show that if you are, if you have self-compassion and you have grace, that you're more likely to have creativity. And that actually kind of makes sense. If you think about it, if you're constantly beating yourself up, right? You minimize yourself, how do you create like that? You're probably not gonna be very innovative. You're always beating yourself up. So if you have self-compassion and you love yourself and you make mistakes and you're able to go on and be resilient, chances are you're going to have more creativity and innovation. And what organization doesn't want that? Now, what about the leadership that's all about command, corporal punishment? For a short time, you may see a bump in productivity. However, that's not long-standing. Again, because you're working with fear, negative emotions, and it's very hard to continue that productivity like that. She also talks about fear self-compassion, which means if somebody's doing you wrong, you can either just take it or you can speak up for yourself. She describes it's important to speak up for yourself. She gives the analogy of a mama bear protecting her cubs. Protect yourself, stand up for yourself, speak up. And perhaps you'll feel less like a doormat, which we don't want. There's always gonna be societal expectations for a woman, it has to do with being tender and loving, not speaking up, not being assertive. For men, they shouldn't fear fear. And for men, there's some societal expectations as well. 
They shouldn't be afraid of fear. They should go and do things, not worry so much. When we see men get angry, it's almost expected. But if we see a woman get angry, again, the double standards, like, whoa, she's angry, she's mad, she's crazy. There's different tolerance levels. Lastly, she discourages the self-pity, woe is me, because that really doesn't help in any situation. Too much concentrating on the negative again. You're presented with a problem. What can be done to fix it? What are the solutions? Have that growth mindset that Carol Dweck talks about. What are some ways that we can develop self-compassion? Journaling our feelings and thoughts. Even little things like massaging ourselves, if we're feeling upset, massaging our hand, touch itself can help with self-compassion. It brings that mindfulness in, it's soothing. Having that self-talk, the self-talk that's positive, how would you speak to a friend going through something similar? Let's work on developing self-compassion. We'll be healthier in our, we'll be healthier in our mind and our bodies.